I learned how to be a better man from getting blackmailed by that little freak. Cool, Ethan. I love you, but I hate you. Which brings to mind how much I love you. We could have worked this out, you know, in a little room, in a little locked room. I'm sorry you had to settle for Dave, the one dimensional man. He's filed under cocksucker in my little black My little locked room, Ian. Song goes, dude. Honestly, dude, Jason Schwartzman, fantastic he wrote that. singer. I'm sure. I'm sure he. Did. No, like I, he literally wrote that song. And he wrote the. He wrote the other. I mean, <laughs> just jumping into it. He wrote the other Ethan he song. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he did. Jason Schwartzman, great actor. Seen him in a bunch of things, and him and Wes Anderson are friends. We're jumping right into this one. Slacker. We're not slacking on it this time. I'm sure we'll drift away, but. We're, what what a movie! Yeah, we're talking slackers. We're talking the film slackers, not the other film slacker, which is actually probably what we should be talking because that movie's like a punk, actual punk movie. Yeah, but you know, I think it's not like actual punk. It's just like a. It's more obvious. Have you ever seen it? You've seen it. Rock. I have not seen it. You know what it is? So it's like where like it's yeah. like a indie film, right? Yeah. Like I think if you're gonna like put this and that like against each other, like which one's more punk? Kind of obvious. So you know, I think we're we're taking a little road less traveled here. Yeah, we're we're that's what we do on this. We try to spotlight things that deserve spotlighting. Yeah. <laughs> like this... like the movie accepted and the other film uh, slackers. slackers from two thousand and two. Which basically, basically the same movie too. <laughs> <laughs> it's close. It's close. Um, this movie, I don't know if you noticed this. So, like, okay, so you know, little little behind behind the scenes action here. Um, we did the emo part one episode last week, and then like we're you know we're we're listening to music now. We're digesting. We're thinking about what we're gonna do. We're not talking about it. We'll get to that in February. We were gonna do a different episode today. Then last night, we kind of just pulled an audible, decided to do this. And then today, while doing a little research, Slackers came out February 1st, 2002. Brother, we're almost at the fucking 20-year anniversary. Oh, look at that. We should have we should have waited. Thought about it. I thought about making that suggestion. but This didn't movie f- came out 20 years ago? 20 years ago. Dude, I remember it like... I remember watching ads for it as a kid. I thought I was like, I guess it makes sense. I saw it on like, definitely saw it on Comedy Central for when I was in like seventh grade. That was like the first time I watched it. Yeah, that would probably have been like two thousand like five or six or something like that, or like two thousand four. Yeah, Which makes sense because like it came out in oh two by oh three oh four. It's on Comedy Central, which I've I watched it. I've had to have seen this movie like 20 times on Comedy Central. I've seen it multiple times. I was a big fan. Um, watching it now, I was like, what did I think I was watching back then? Yeah. Like, I... Because, <laughs> okay. Um, are we... What, what, are, how are we doing this episode? You got you got ideas or are we just going? I have some, I have some ideas. I, have, I've, I, wanna, 
I got, I got some things to. We should have talked into. about this pre-pod, but we were. No, 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 no. <laughs> we had some technical issues before. We had technical started. issues, and I was very fascinated by like Detroit calling their uh, hamburger stands Coney Islands. So you before pod, you said they they called their diners that. Yeah, I meant like hamburger. So they have these. Okay, so you know how you go into like. Okay, I don't. This is like a California thing, maybe, but like. Okay. You do you guys have like burger shops but it's like they don't sell just burgers like it's burgers like breakfast uh you can even get like chicken or like uh gyros and stuff like that like it's all just in one place and it's like it'll be called like rod's charbroiled i mean it sounds just kind of like a diner yeah so basically it's like a diner so so here we call them like burger burger shops you just or you get like a charbroiled burger but you go in there and most times you go in there you can also get like a shitload of other stuff they just have everything omelets and stuff like that and then you got you guys probably call them diners uh but in detroit they're called coney islands it's so and fucked up i remember when i was in detroit we were like hey what's open late and they're like oh there's like a coney island over there i'm like dude like do they have hot dogs and they, he's like yeah maybe and i was like wait wait like, like did you think he was talking about like a nathan's i thought he was just talking about like a hot dog shop but like and he's like oh no they got like real good spaghetti and I was like, what? <laughs> okay, first first mistake is going to a diner-type restaurant and ordering spaghetti. Like, that is a psych, like a psycho move. Yeah. <laughs> but I was I was just kind of, I was reflecting. I was, like, just reflecting on it, like, yeah. right pre-pod. I, it's been a couple months since I was in Detroit, but just thinking about the idea of a Coney Island. <laughs> That's fucked. Uh, speaking of fucked, do you want to tell the audience what your your trilogy of movies last night were that led us to this situation? Yeah, so uh, I, you know, hanging out with my roommate last night, you know, watching movie. Uh, threw on a started off with a nice warm up of watching Malibu's Most Wanted. Absolute fantastic movie. All it's actually classic. really good. Like I was, I actually kind of was like, I was, I. It hold it held up a lot better than I thought it would be. Same. I thought it was going to be really, really problematic, and I was like, "Oh, this actually isn't like that bad." Yeah, I'm sure it's like a, a, a zoomer would probably be very, very upset at it. But like, I put it on recently for my roommates, uh, not too long ago, maybe like six six months ago, and I remember the three of them were just like, "Oh, like shaking their heads," and then by the end of it, we were all we all were into it. It was a solid choice. Yeah, and then I went into from there, went right into watching a uh, road trip, oh, uh, the Tom so Green uh, classic. The fact with, that it has Tom Green and Andy Dick playing like weird side characters is so good. Yeah, they were they were hot back in the day to, to just play weird side characters. Like oh, yeah. that was like what they were like. They were. On. I've never seen Freddy got fingered. Really? No, I've never seen it. That. Oh. That, I just thought of that because I was like, I know that's like Tom Green's movie. I saw it like when it came out. Tom Green in Grind is uh, good. His, one of his best side characters. Yeah, Grind would be a good movie for us to do. But yeah, apparently it's on free won't. on like Zuby or something like that. Tubi. Eh. Eh. We could have done it. I'd rather pick another teen sex comedy. I mean, Grind is kind of like a teen sex comedy. It just revolves around skateboarding. Yeah, it seems too close. Isn't wanna... there like a no? There's not like it's not revolving around getting girls, is it? I don't know, but I'd rather pick a movie that was more centered around a college and some sort of scam. 
<laughs> like just like kids being like zany, some like zany kids scheming. Yeah. Like accepted or slackers. Slackers. So we can watch uh perfect score where the kids break into the SAT. So when <laughs> when you texted me last night saying should we like do slackers or, or like I forget how it came up, but like I in my head I wanted to bring up perfect score, but I couldn't remember what the fucking name of the movie was and then i like lost my train of thought but that movie is good i don't i don't remember it i remember being i think i saw it and remember being bummed out that it wasn't as good as oceans 11 <laughs> like i had like it was anticipating it to be as good as oceans 11 and it wasn't um oh my god i mean i'm sure it sucks but like i just love that it has chris evans and scarlett johansson in it and like, and Matthew Lillard's in it too. He's he's an all timer. That guy. Wait, when did it come out? It came out in two thousand four. Okay, that I would think, make sense. I think I actually saw this in the movie theaters. I want to. I definitely did. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure I did. But... Maybe I didn't. I definitely rented it from Blockbuster. Though I'll tell you what. Oh, had like a purple cover. That's sick. Is it purple? Is it? Uh, it was like a, with... Well, on Wikipedia, the main photo was like a kind of bluish teal. Mm. Maybe the maybe the DVD was a little purpley. I've already closed out the window. But Slackers. Then so then you camped off the trilogy by watching Slackers. Yep, capped it off. So I think I started watching movies around seven o'clock at night. Ended at twelve. A real five hour, <laughs> five hour romp of of films. I, films, that's generous. Uh, when we were texting about it, because I live on the other coast, I think it was like maybe 1 a.m. when we were talking about it, and we, we decided we were going to do Slackers, and I just said, fuck it, I'm going to watch it right now. So I, while laying in bed, I watched it. Um, I had it propped up on like my end table, and then I like got uncomfy, so I rolled over the other way, and my girlfriend was sleeping, and she won't listen to this, so she won't know. Um, but I propped my phone up against her forehead, but she, <laughs> but you were watching it on your phone. Yeah, I was watching my phone because she was sleeping. Oh, and um, dude, how often do you watch movies on your phone? Like all the time. Do you hold your phone for like half the time too? Sometimes. No, because I like if I'm on. Oh, my you bed, prop it up. I have it propped like against like my lamp on my nightstand. Where this time, like I was saying, I rolled the other way, and the way she was laying, her forehead was right there. So I just propped it on her forehead, <laughs> and it sat there for like ten minutes. Dude, I, she moved. That's psycho that you watch her on a phone. Yeah, hey, well, guess what I did this morning? I woke up and I watched it again. Really? You wanted to get? <laughs> did it hit better this time? It it hit better the second time around. Really? I really got. There were some a little, a couple little inside jokes I got, a couple little things that were coming in that I wasn't expecting. It was it was good stuff. It was good stuff. And last night I wasn't able to take notes while I was doing it. Um, so then this morning I did it so I could take notes while I was going. So, Got it. So should we give the people at home a, a quick synopsis of this film? What it's about? Like the vibes of it? Um, yeah, I guess we should probably do that. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> dude the news. news is back. What? The news is back, Ian. Wow. Oh, my God. All right, this is crazy. Okay, this is crazy. But um, God's Hate singer Brody King has debuted in professional, 
professional wrestling company, All Elite Wrestling. What does that What does that mean for the world of hardcore, Ian? It means that we have there's a hardcore guy in in on wrestling. That is true. Now let's watch his debut. Oh, Malachi! Boom! Oh. Damn those Alex! Took out Alex! I'm gonna turn it down a little bit so I can talk over it. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. All right. So what we got here? We got uh, Alistair Black. He's, he came in the ring. He appeared and he attacked Pentagon. Uh, he's beating him up here. He's oh, he's gonna he's pulling out the mask. Uh, Alistair, he's kind of a bad boy. I know you don't watch wrestling, but he's kind of like a, an evil demon guy. And then, ooh, the Varsity Blondes are coming in. Uh, Alistair's been beating them up recently. They're just two blonde buff boys. Wait, didn't, didn't Incendiary or someone write a song for Alistair Black they or whatever? They did. Well, I'm saying Alistair Black because I'm an idiot. His name now is Malachi Black. But he, he yes, he was. He used to be Alistair Black when he worked with WWE, and Incendiary did a song. He rules. Incendiary rules. But, like, look at this guy. He's just a psycho Dutchman. He's laughing. Why is he laughing, Ian? He's got three guys around. They're about to beat him up. He's about to get killed by these guys. Uh-oh. Uh Lights went out. Who could it be? <gasps> Damn, that's sick. Dude, it's hard. And then, and then now here's his Brody just murdering everyone. <laughs> now, is this is this similar to what he's like in the pit? I know you've you've had firsthand experience. Uh, yeah, he's a a big he's a big guy. He, whoa, yeah, no, definitely is the same. I remember he would do stage dives and stuff like that, and be like, "That's pretty ignorant." <laughs> yeah, he is. Like this is before he was a professional wrestler, and I would just be like, "This guy's big." <laughs> yeah, I mean. He's sick as shit, and like the two of them as a tag team are called Kings of the Black. Farm. Whoa, dude! They just tossed a dude. Like they just tossed a human being, like to each other. Yeah, pretty common. That's crazy. I gotta get Ian into pro wrestling, dude. I'm kind of i i'm I'm not opposed to pro wrestling. I know. Um, you're on the you're on the outskirts, but dude, I mean. I, he's been teased for weeks. Like he got he got signed a while ago, but it was kind of hush hush. Only like it was like rumored, and then every week people kept thinking he was debuting. There kept being articles being written, and then I was sitting here, and I'm like, they're playing FYA Fest. Like he's not gonna debut before that because if he if there's a chance of exposure or COVID stuff or whatever, travel dates like he's got a thing. Literally did FYA, the next day he debuted. That's. You know, wrestlers are hard workers. They're Dude. very hard workers. But uh, I now I just want to see Brody and uh, Andy from Every Time I Die have a match. Um, yes. So I have bad news. I uh, am not recording my vocals. <laughs> the classic, classic. But it's fine. You're being check, recorded. Check, on check, my check, end. check. Um. I can, I can start now, but um, you might as well not even because then I'm gonna have to do weird too editing. Much, too much weird editing. Do you want me to or nah. no? Your it's recorded on the Zoom, so we'll just deal with it there. Okay. Um, edit point back in now. News is done. <laughs> um, crazy. So, wait. So wait. I mean, I guess we. This is for another discussion. Is there like? Other 
okay, so like CM Punk was uh, other like, punk wrestlers was like a genuine punk wrestler, mm-hmm. kind of right. Like he liked punk, and there's a couple other who like punk. Like this is the first like actual like hardcore active punk in um, the scene, like from the scene. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I mean, so like right now in AEW, there's CM Punk, now Brody, uh, Brody King, Malachi Black. It's like he's more into like black metal and stuff, but he but he's he likes hardcore. Um, Darby Allen is kind of like a punk guy. He's more like a goth dude. He's he's he likes Wikipedia. Darby Allen, which yeah. is a combination of I would imagine Darby Crash and Gigi Allen. Yeah, the Gigi Allen. I've, I've, so I've seen him um, yeah. before, and he's he such, uh, he very much looks like a clown. I th- <laughs> he uh, poured, he walked out, and then poured a bunch of tacks on the ground, and I was immediately like, "All right, I'm. This is already a little too much for me." <laughs> and uh, and you knew that he eventually would get his whole body slammed on that. So yeah, he's a good guy. Um, in in WWE. I don't really think there's any kind of like punk adjacent. Well, there was, I mean, this doesn't really count. There's this guy, Mark Andrews, who I think is still signed to WWE. He's like a, but like on their UK brand. And he like sings in a pop punk band that's really bad. Yeah. I was watching WWE the other day. Actually, it was uh, NXT. Um, NXT. And there's these characters on there that, that I hated so much and I immediately had to change the channel. Oh, who, what, what did they look like? I don't know. They were like goofballs. Oh, it was probably like MSVK or whatever, those new guys. Yeah, they were so annoying. They play like, they're basically just like stoner bros. Is their yeah, I hated it. Yeah. They yeah. Suck. yeah. So and, I, they, NXT's they, bad now. NXT's bad now. Oh, horrible, horrible. They literally just fired everybody. It's this, you were right. This is a whole other conversation. We're going to have to do a wrestling episode. Um, <laughs> I could talk for hours. Um, but yeah, there's there's a decent amount of wrestlers that are into hardcore and stuff. But I think Brody King is like, he's like the guy. Like if, yeah. If you're into hardcore and you like wrestling, Brody King's your favorite wrestler. Um, and yeah, stoked for him. Get that get that money, big guy. Yeah, respect. But anyways, Slackers from 2002. All right. What I wanted to do was I want to I want to go through the characters of this movie. Um. The, ba- the basic plot point is you have a group of three friends, and they are slackers, and they cheat to get through college. Um, I want to point out, they don't just cheat. They have the most elaborate schemes to get them to take tests. Yeah, like, they're not just, like, hiding notes and shit like that. Like, they're, I mean, there's crimes, for sure. Yeah, they're stealing, uh, like, pretending to get hit by cars. Um, like you know, innate, like insane, like big wacky shit. Um, yeah, and then wackiness ensues when they meet an incel by the name of Cool Ethan. Um, but I want to I want to run down these characters and we'll talk about them a little bit before we get into like the the plot line of the movie here. So and we'll get into it as we go. But the main character, the reason we're here, we saw his beautiful little face on the post, and we're like, oh, gotta see what this heart throbs up to. Devin Sawa. Who I have always liked simply because of his name. Seems fun. Not because of his character in SLC Punk. Beyond that, like, like that is good. But 
his name is Devin Sawa. I'm always like, that's fun. But then I'm always reminded every time I see him in a movie, he's not that good of an actor. No, he's he's definitely not. He's solid uh, C minus. He's better than some other people I watched last night on multiple <laughs> movies, but he uh, he's he's definitely like kind of just like bland. And as yeah. a leading ca- leading character, no, thank you. Yeah, he definitely should be. Actually, even as side characters, he's kind of weird. But yeah, well, you mentioned he was an SLC punk. Um, yeah, he, he played the guy who uh, got too much acid. Had too much acid. <laughs> Which great character for him. Um, he's there running around all crazy. Then later on, he's just a homeless guy, and that's it. We're done. Um, yeah, his name's Dave. He's the leader of the group. He's a little smug. Um, uh, he has a superpower. I just realized Jason Siegel and him we were in the same movie. Wait, okay, sorry. SLC Punk. Sorry. Yeah, we were gonna get to that. Sorry, I did I just it just it just clicked with me. I forgot Jason Siegel was in SLC Punk. Um <laughs> But Devin Sawa, uh in this movie, Dave, his character, yeah. he has a superpower. The seed of doubt. Mm, yes. It's basically like Jedi Mind Tricks, where yeah. you just repeat the same phrase three times and then by the third time. Everyone believes you. Oh, sure. Which I think I used to like try to do that with people, but I it was definitely with like my friend who also really liked this movie in high school. (laughs) So he would just, it was just like a bit. Yeah, we would just basically copy the movie. I mean, I basically do this in life where if like I just, I don't want to be bothered with something, I'll just keep talking until people believe me or stop caring. So, you know, it's true where he'll just do it to like get people to believe him. Um, but he's also pretty annoying, I think, in this movie. One instance is uh, he has a pipe too many times. Wait. Oh, yeah, like just for no reason? Yeah. Like they, they do a bit where they set off the fire alarm, and it cuts to him like in the bathroom, and he's like blowing smoke with a pipe. And I'm like, oh, funny. It's a bit. And then later on, he just like has it. The, when he goes into college class, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, is that a character trait? Like, he's a pipe guy. He's just, I, he's, I think he's supposed to be like cool. a cool guy, but like, who's like not like cool is in a classically cool way, but like in like, uh, kind of like proto hipster way, where like mm. proto hipster is a good way to phrase it. You know, like because hipsters weren't really a thing back then, but he's like supposed to be kind of like a hipster. Yeah. Yeah, like he still dresses like preppy, like he's not dressing strange, but like he is definitely acting weird. Um, yeah. But my biggest, my biggest issue with him as a character, he is a massive violator of the bros before hose doctrine. That's that's true. <laughs> like, like massive violator. Um. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, he maybe the whole idea is he found true love. Nope. That's not, no, not real. Um, <laughs> I think maybe it was his true love. No, not, no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> if, if you have a, a, a long time partner, uh, you, should pr- you should always pick that over like your friendships and stuff like that or try and come to a compromise. He meets this girl, and we'll get into the pacing of this movie, but like, how much time do you think goes by in this movie? From like scene one to the end, a month. Uh, 
it seems no well no because there's a final exam so there's big it starts with the midterm and it ends with the final exam right so i guess so, so that's like what three months three months okay so he's known he's known this chick for three months and he like fucks over it It, 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 there's so much goes on where he's just like only thinking about he's got he's got pussy on the mind he's not thinking right okay but like he also i have like i have defense for it too like i he chooses like there's an idea that he's supposed to like he was helping out ethan right which is also like scummy, creepy stuff. And especially to be like, oh, we're going to help this incel get laid kind of way. But like he was doing that and he was offering the things, but then he kind of like started vibing with the girl that he was supposed to do the, do the, he was the trade-off from with. day one. Well, that's how the movie started. That's how they got into their situation is because Ethan nuts. got mad that he was hitting on her in the middle of class. All right, let's, we'll, we'll move on. Sam, Jason Siegel's character. Uh, okay apathetic guy kind of a, tries to be like a ladies man in a really kind of creepy way well that's his superhero trait yeah. Yeah. uh his the two times it shows it is that he's able to get girls by calling them sluts yeah and Just um kind of a technique that will work for anyone <laughs> it's honestly so like <laughs> it's fucked up that i really do believe that to be true um <laughs> Dude. <laughs> dude you're firing the hot take today with that one hey i, I know mean, i know last week i was firing them off but <laughs> i mean look look people can sit there and say like you just have to be nice to girls and things like that and yes being nice is helpful but there's a reason why scumbags continue to work <laughs> um uh yeah you know a little well, I mean, if a girl came up to me and called me a slut and a whore, I'd be like, oh, "What? Uh, huh? I'd be so confused. I might have sex with her." <laughs> I think that's. I think that's what it is. It's more just like it's, it's diversion. I, I. You know what it is? It's just like people like people who who like say what they feel, you know, yeah. and, and just and just speak their mind. So it's more about the fact that he's not afraid to speak his mind. I think. I think my favorite part is when. Later on in the movie, he's there in, they're pulling a scam like a law office, and he like needs to make a phone call like a privately, and like the, you know like the three year old woman that like works there like secretary's like hitting on him. He's like, yeah, I get it, I look good, and then he like <laughs> and then he just like turns to walk away to make the phone call. Uh, it's it's classic, but um, also like you said, he was an SLC punk. Yeah, he was. And with with Devin Siwa or whatever. Sawa, yeah. Oh, is that Jojo Siwa's uh, father? <laughs> I, I God, I God, I hope so. Um, <laughs> so, one thing I also thought was really funny about him is this. So, this whole movie is based around his desire to be a lawyer. So, Sam wants to be a lawyer. He starts this cheating ring with Dave and another guy to get through college by cheating. So he can become a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, you know, physics class aren't important for being a lawyer. Uh, um, I mean, but just... you know, I mean, that's just also the truth is that you know, lawyers are scumbags and liars. Yeah, but also shout out former guest Logan. <laughs> yeah, shout out Logan. Um, why is he taking physics? Because you have to take a you have to take a physics class no, to don't. get his to get his degree. That's not real. 
you I've never taken physics. <laughs> also, the nerd character at the beginning is like so insanely buff. I you know, like it's like the same character who is in like Beer Fest who plays like it's like one of the yeah 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 the one of those guys from Beer Fest, and he's like it's like so funny to see him as a nerd because I'm like this guy doesn't even look like a nerd at all. Like, no, not he, at all. But he, he does looks- say my favorite line from the movie, which is. They're they're smoking a joint and they pass it to him and he hits it and he calls it a doobie sm- he calls them doobie smack joint heads, doobie smack joint heads. Ugh, so that's so hard. This doesn't agree <laughs> with me at all. Yeah, <laughs> that's me if I ever uh, ever decide to hit a, hit a joint. That's me. That's me in general. <laughs> um, but also, uh, Jesus Siegel, in How I Met Your Mother, he's a lawyer. Dude loves being a lawyer. Look at that. Didn't Oh no, he goes to be a biologist in SLC Punk. I can't remember. I was trying to Google it before, but I was like, I'm gonna have to pull up the movie and watch I don't think it. I don't think he goes to be a lawyer. The main character is trying to be a lawyer. Yeah, so that's why I, I don't think he also becomes one. But he uh, he does leave to go to university. Where in my mind I like to think that he left uh Salt Lake City and went to wherever this college is to go to like school and it's the same guy. That would because timeline makes sense. Kind of... What's the what is the timeline of SLC Punk? Oh wait, no, never mind. It came out in like '98, but it is based in the '80s. So no, that would yeah. that wouldn't work. <laughs> um, okay, but also my one of my favorite parts is like like you said, the beginning of the movie. They're doing they're doing the heist where they're going to get the answers for the midterm. The most elaborate heist ever for of like twenty minutes of reward. Yeah, and he for this he throws his bicycle into the back of a truck and jumps on the ground and pretends to have a broken tibia. And he's rolling on the ground screaming he broke my tibia and then like sits like crisscross applesauce while yelling he broke my tibia and I'm just like this is not you have to do better. You know what just just about yelling it. Um, What is a tibia? It's like it's it's not your major leg bone, but it's like the second major leg bone. I didn't take uh, anatomy. I try to avoid <laughs> it at all costs. Fair. I mean, learning I about the human body is um, difficult. I think evil. Evil. <laughs> you don't need to know about it. It's against let that God's shit, plan. It's against God. Yeah, you just gotta let that shit flow. Yeah. <laughs> That's your take on COVID too, right? Yeah, you just gotta let it flow. Yeah, just let it flow into me, out of me, and into you. Yeah, uh, that's why I don't wear a mask. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so now uh, to my favorite character, Jeff. Yeah. The third guy in the group. Absolute freak. Like, absolute weirdo. Dresses completely insane. He's wearing, like, like a long sleeve shirt and then, like a, po- like, a polyester, like, collared thing, like, out of it. And then with, like, a high-vis vest and then, like, camo pants and they'll have like a dog collar on with like big crazy sideburns. Yeah, the big crazy sideburns are stressful to me. Um <laughs> his his introduction, not during the heist, but his like his like character introduction. Character introduction. I used to think that that was like the funniest, coolest shit in the world. Like <laughs> yeah. when I was a kid, I was like, dude, I'm gonna like be I'm gonna do shit like that. The teacher's you know? like handed the test and he just like flips them off basically and then just like doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, and he throws all the all the tests on the ground because he's like, you don't even know my name. Yeah, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, what kind of fucking professor doesn't know your name? This isn't a class of like a thousand kids. Like, there's oh, no, like it's... fifty kids in there, maybe. 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember any of my professors' names. I mean, I I would in the... I don't think they even knew my name. I would just sit and be quiet. (laughs) Maybe. I started sitting in the front row to be like, to force myself to like engage more. I started sitting in the front row because I was in denial about needing glasses. Mm. And I was like, no, I just want to listen better. That makes (laughs) sense. Meanwhile, I could still barely read the fucking smart board. Yeah, but I still, I still uh, never had a relationship with a teacher. You know, like any sort of like, (laughs) I usually was like, I just like sat there, went in class, participated, then just left as soon as it was like time to go. And like, so everyone I would talk to who was like, goes to school, they're always like, oh, it's great for like uh, networking. I'm like, man, I really like blew that. I thought you meant like, like you like fucking a professor. <laughs> Bro, no, not yet. Yeah, so that also didn't happen then, I guess. No. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really make any good relationships of mine. I had like one of them, Dr. Butters, shout out. Um, we get, we were like kind of close. I went to like he had like a book signing and he invited us all to go, and I was the only one that showed up. I mean, it was there was a lot of people there, but like no one from class. That's not true. I actually had a I actually was became cool with one teacher from uh my community college I went to. Nice. Uh, I forgot. I I did a similar thing where like I showed up to something. She invited. She actually invited me over to the house to eat dinner. And I was like, and I was like, she was like this like old, she was like this old, old woman, like oh. her, like husband, like her husband had died. And so like, she would like invite lonely. people over. And I was like one of the people she invited over. Cause I took two of her classes in the same semester. Okay. And I would just like, so I basically just hanging out with her. And like, so I took women's history and uh, American pop culture. Um, That's so funny. Two slam dunk classes, by the way, those oh. were both like American pop culture. We literally, that's how I got into superhero movies for a little bit because we watched, that's the only thing we did. You just watched Iron Man and you're like, it's pretty good. Uh, she liked, um, like the original Spider Man or something. Thor. Cause she oh. thought he was hot. Oh, I mean, fair. He's an absolute smoke show. And we, so we watched Thor. I don't think we watched the original Iron Man. We watched another one. That they, oh, Captain America, the original Captain America. Yeah. And that's when I was like, oh, this movie's good. America's ass. And yet, Captain America is a good movie, straight up. But um, speaking of America's ass, uh, this Jeff guy, he might be gay, or he might just be the character from an early 2000s movie that's just going to say a lot of like quasi-gay stuff because it's funny. Um, I think his character is supposed to be gay. Um, he doesn't like attempt to... He's like, he, he just there's no interaction Adam. between him. I mean, he's not like overtly gay in like at all throughout the movie. He just Except has for most... one scene where he says like, oh, we so sick. There was like no girls and we all just focused on like each other. You know, maybe I have sex sometimes, you know, it'll all be cool. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and they're uh... all just like, excuse me. And he's like, oh, it's nothing. And then yeah. later on, he's, like, talking to uh, Devin Sawa's character, and he's saying how, like, he's like, yeah, that one time we thought those prostitutes were, were girls, but they weren't. And then they just move along to, like, the, the next sentence. It's not even addressed. Devin Sawa doesn't even, like, react. <laughs> yeah, he's a great... He was he, he is an enjoyable character in the movie. And um, he was in uh, The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Did you ever watch that? Uh, no. So that was, like, a Nickelodeon show. Yeah, it was, was an early... It was, like, before my time, though. Yeah, I've seen I've seen bits of it, but the theme song for it is Hey Sandy by Polaris, which is a great song. 
they're very much I think like a one hit wonder. I listen to the record, it's like fine, but Hey Sandy slaps. Um and uh my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite scenes in this movie is when Jeff's laying in bed. Um I wouldn't say masturbating, but singing to his penis. <laughs> that was a weird scene. Like and I was like what is this supposed to be <laughs> he just has a, a sock a very small sock because he he's not a well-endowed man he is a very much it was so. really tight it was like a puppet made specifically for his penis that is able yeah. to sing it was like very much like a normal ass little donger um with a very tight sock on it and like it was like a like a terence and philip type head that he was somehow manipulating with the head of his dick yeah i was very confused and um i went on imdb in, in the trivia section, when they talk about this, originally, in the f- original cut, which I need to see this, it was just his cock out with a CGI mouth on it singing the song. Back that, that, okay, that rules. That <laughs> explains a lot, too. And they were told, no, you, you can't do that. Because this, there's a one part where like the, the, it's singing at the same time he is. Mm-hmm. So like it leads you to believe that like it's, it's not just him doing the voice like his penis is actually capable of singing so this leads me to my next question is this a superhero movie oh each character has a little trait that they're very good at we got the, the master liar the master liar seated out we have the lothario he can fuck any woman by calling her a whore yeah um, and then we have the guy whose cock is prehensile and can sing yeah, def- I think it's I think it's a original Avengers situation here. <laughs> it's very good. The three the three most powerful men, and then their arch nemesis, Cool Ethan. Cool Ethan, played by Jason Schwartzman. Um, he is literally the epitome of an incel. Like, yeah, incel I incel. I so like last week I said uh, I was seeing, speaking in, in defense of incels. Yeah, and then I forgot that this is what they're like. Maybe potentially, like this is yes. like definitely a caricature of an, but this is like maybe before incel was even a thing. Like they were just being like, oh yeah, you know those weird guys in like, uh, at like in college that is just like obsessed with a girl for some reason that they have no oh, yeah. reason to be obsessed with, and that becomes like a angering thing. That same character also exists in Road Trip, um, the 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 guy with the glasses who is the TA. Oh um, yes. Yeah, like yeah. he's basically like he's basically the same thing where he's like in love with that uh girl and he has Amy no smart character to. yeah yeah um so you know back say what you will about early 2000s sex comedies but they were on that uh they knew hating incel tip pretty early yeah without which, even they, i mean they're on the right side of history um it's i mean this character he's a full on full on sociopath this scene where he um has like a pair of panties on his head, where which I think we're led to believe he are probably hers that he stole from her at somehow. Um, and then he like pours candle wax into his hand and then presumably grabs his dick and like shrieks. Um, people, th- this movie was so <laughs> weird. Characters would do the most. It was like the the movie had a actual coherent plot with just the most incoherent random things that would happen. And it wasn't like they were never acknowledged and never like spoken to be zany. They were just like, 
Oh yeah, he did that. Th- this happens, you know. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> like that scene. Like he never does that again. There's the hair doll that he has sex with. Um, oh, which the hair doll. So is, good. Um, and then we have the singing penis scene. Also yeah. different, different guy from Cool Ethan. But uh, well, the um, so not Cool Ethan related, but like when the three guys they do the first heist. And they're like, let's go to celebrate. And they go to Lenny's, which is basically just Denny's. Mm-hmm. Um, and like before they go there, they they show like the th- uh, Three's a Magic Number montage, which this movie I think has two music montages. This being the first one, which is very silly. And it's just the three of them doing the most insane shit. And it's for no. It's not even like the, it's not even saying they do this shit. It's just like it was like a movie about. It was just a scene about how they're friends by showing them doing imaginary insane situations yeah they were like uh starship troopers like running up a hill like with laser guns and then uh jason siegel's like dressed up like a hooker and the guy jeff is chained to a bed and then demon sawa comes out as like a superhero yeah was it like about them like how they would hang out and watch movies together like is that what it was like trying to be like a metaphor for like how they're like they're the way their bro ship works is they just love movies i don't know my favorite was then there's like the scene of them uh as like rappers i guess and there's like an old like a hydraulic car like bouncing and the and like girls in bikinis and they're just like like yo but and then it's just why 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 um but cool ethan man he's got great eyebrows um, as someone with some nice thick eyebrows, I, uh, you know, I respect it. And he's a good singer. You know, if he, he could is, get, he is a good singer. If he if he could get away from his sociopathic tendencies, uh, you know, he probably could pull some ladies. I think that was the most uh, accurate part of the movie, um, being the fact that a psycho guy um, who is capable of writing really good songs and is like a problematic incel, but still makes a banger that it also is hyper specific. And as a guy who uh, likes emo, especially when it's hyper specific and like <laughs> drops actual people's names in the song. Like I always think like <laughs> that rules. And then this situation is that, but it's just like the most exaggeratory, like inappropriate song. And like, he, He's just a terrible guy, and I think that just goes to show you that sometimes terrible guys make the best music. <laughs> That's one hundred percent. difficulties. Angela, Angela, Angela. Such a boring character, honestly. She's just like, she's just like a cute girl. That's it. That's all. And all she, she had. like it, the, her her character death is that she doesn't like liars, and she's kind of like witty. Yeah, but she also like gives up on not, like not liking liars like pretty easily. Well, that was the other thing about the movie is it's like it's like oh, she likes guys who are honest with blue eyes and um you know has a sense of adventure or something like that. And the guys were like, doesn't that sound like anyone we know? And I was like, wait. This movie's about how, like, all of you guys are liars. Like, where, where's the honest <laughs> part of it? Like, that's, like, the number one thing. Um, but they just made Devin Siwa's character apparently just too hot. 
He's just too hot, man. I mean, that gap tooth. <laughs> I mean, it does. It works. It has for swagger. Him. It works for him. I think it has swagger. I think it's pretty neat. But yeah, she her character has like no real agency or anything, and just like is mostly kind of boring. And I think she's also a bad actor. So like in scenes where it's, uh, it should have got the chick from Road Trip for this one. I know she would have been way better. Well, the problem is she would have been too good. Uh, she's the queen. She's Amy the Smart. Queen of, Amy Smart is the queen of she's smart. teen movies. But Jamie King, this uh, actress, and Devin Sawa, I think, are like the same level of bad actor. So like. Their scenes together, like you can't really detect it too well, but like there's something wrong. <laughs> so you can just move, you can just let the scene go. Um, yeah, I she she actually is pretty boring. I didn't unfortunately. Really think about it. Um, and then you have who's the next character? So I have two more characters in here I want to talk about. The Her chick roommate, from that '70s show, Donna, baby, or Prepon. I don't get where they ever like had the audacity in that 70s show to make Donna seem like not the hottest person in the whole world. I know. Insane. I mean, <laughs> Mila Kunis is like stupid hot, but like, Hey, Donna was pretty fucking hot too. Yeah, dude, everyone, everyone knew that chick was banging. Yeah. One of the boys down a clown and, and she'll fuck you. Yeah. So <laughs> and then, yeah. Then uh, what's it in this movie? She actually gets to be like the hot character. Yeah, she. This is definitely like her. Like, I don't want to be weirdo girl. I'm gonna be, I guess, weirdo sex girl. Where she's just like an absolute freak. Yeah, she's more just like very open about her sexuality. You know, she she's like gimp. she's like they. This is a type of person that exists too. Like, they're just That's like true. someone who's just like very open about their sexuality and where she's to a gross literally level. masturbating while someone else is in the room, which is a completely horrendous thing to do. Yeah, and not, um, not in like a way where she's like. Like, oh, look what I'm doing. She's like, no, I'm here. Yeah, you, I'm, you I'm gonna do your thing. Go do your thing. I'm just gonna do Keep this. Keep going. And then, uh, you know, had a little like gimp. Yeah, nuts for some reason. It's um, like the kind of person that would like walk someone around on a leash in a Walmart. It's yeah. upsetting. <laughs> um, but yeah, her character is literally just there to say like sexual things, and then like that's it. She's just there for for a couple jokes. Yeah. Yeah, um, actually, most of these people, you had a hard time getting to know them because the movie jumped around so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Like, I literally had just watched Road Trip, and, like, Road Trip isn't, like, a great movie, but, like, at least I got to know the characters pretty well. Um, yeah. Even, like, it was just written in a way that was, I, I know we're compared to the Road Trip because we just watched it, but, like, you get to know the main character of, like, uh, of Brochure pretty well versus yeah. you don't really get to know the main character of Slackers very at well. All. At all. Yeah. Also, the, okay, so this dude gets sucked off by a, a girl's mom <laughs> and then g- goes into a relationship with him. Like, he was definitely not thinking that through okay, yeah, whatsoever. So people who are not caught up yet. Um, all right, no, hold on. Before before we get into the plot line of this movie, we'll talk about the, the mom sucking. Um. The last character I want to bring up, side super side character T. A. Philip, played by Jim Rash. He's the the guy that's in the classroom that the, the yeah. physics classroom. Yeah, he was firing on all goddamn cylinders this movie. He's, he that he was the, uh, I mean that guy steals the show whenever he's on on screen of he whatever it is. Is an but Academy he, Award winner. He's which so is he, so funny. He, he was funny in this movie. 
So um, good. Yeah, he was good. Are we? I mean, I know we got to keep the show moving, but oh, I decided yeah. to hit a pause here for a second, not in the way of like actual pause, but in oh, the way okay. of like we got to like let's. Who's the most punk character? That's Ian. This is what I was gonna just say before we get into the plot. All right, um, these characters that is laid out. I think we're gonna go with the most punk out of all of them. I was like, I was gonna go with Donna. I was gonna go with the redheaded dude. Yeah, that who, dude. Okay, so Donna's also name in the movie is Rihanna or something like okay. that. But I'm just gonna call her Donna. Um, so you're gonna pick Jeff. I'm picking Jeff. Uh, he, okay, I I can I, I can see to that. He, I think he like. I think he like actually maybe listens to punk, although I'm sure he mostly listens to ska. He just seems like a guy who's yeah. just like into ska. He definitely likes um, the talking heads. I could feel that. Oh, that 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 could be true. Um, Donna is definitely on like some like on like some riot girl shit. Oh yeah, you know like that she's like loving bikini kill. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Um, the main... after that, I think Jeff, Donna, then I'm going Sam. That's Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel. Yeah, no, he's uh just an all around like just, just like a, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. He he probably listens to like he likes Blink One Eighty Two a lot, but like yeah. Nirvana. Uh, but like maybe he also like gets down with like some like other weird pop punk that's yeah. a little bit more like like he might have one obscure band that he likes. Yeah. Or Actually, I'm gonna switch it up. He's he's more of like indie rock, but like weird indie rock kind of sure, way. Like he, sure. he's like he's really into like um like guided by voices. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, okay. That's so, what I'm saying. So then after him, we have left uh TA Phillip, Angela, Cool Ethan, and Dave. Angela's by far the least punk. I'm just going to go with that just yeah. because uh, she's normie to the core. She's normie to the core. Um, and then cool. Ethan obviously is going to have to go here because he is, uh, he's uh, a, a womanizing sociopath and a womanizing sociopath. So obviously he would fit in great in yeah, the uh, uh, hardcore be... punk scene. Oh yeah. And then, so, okay. So we have Donna, no, Jeff, Donna, Sam, cool. Ethan, then I guess Dave, then T.A. Philip, then Angela. I, I want to give some credit to Dave. Uh, Dave, uh, he's he's a schemer. Like, he schemes all the time. And, like, yep. there's something punk about being, like, a good schemer. Yeah. There, I mean, there's something to that. There's something to that. I just feel like it's, I don't know. There's no end goal in sight. That's yep. And that's that's what I want to get into here when we talk about the plot of this movie. So, going through the characters main plot jason siegel's character needs to pass this class so he can go to law school um these three guys have been scheming all through college doing all kinds of scams to get through jason siegel we learn wants to be an actor uh jeff he wants to go work at some financial firm dave doesn't know what he wants with his life he just he doesn't know he he makes a point to say like well we're gonna leave we got the coolest dorm on campus it took us four years to make this which never gets discussed again. Never. It is never discussed. How did, what do you mean? How did you get this? How did you work for this? It's never, it just, 
not only that, his hesitation of leaving college is also never discussed. His never. Uh, the fact that he doesn't know what he wants to do in his life, like, never gets touched on again. It just, yeah, I like this. It was pretty dumb. Like, I didn't get yeah. they could have made him. They could have he, he could have been wanting to be anything, and it would have kept the plot the same. Yeah, you just say like, he, oh, he wants to go be a clown. Like, he wants to join the clown think, circus. But the, they, and, and also fine. like. Okay, so the other thing is, like, it would have shown maybe that, like, he was had, like, a deep friendship with those guys, and all he cared about was, like, I don't know, he liked the college aspect of scheming, but he pretty much ditches that by the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. So he, like, turns his back on everything he once held so true just for a bitch. <laughs> just for a bitch. <laughs> it's kind of hard, Ian. Um, okay, so, yeah, so they never – they. They never talk about this. Also, throughout the movie, they they never go to class. No, like, of course not. That's like the thing. Like, and they never even talk about it. Like, and no, and they just they just go. They just get the test. They just steal the tests. In other college slackers movies, they like at least talk about the classes or like and stuff. But like, I don't know. When I was in college, and if you're taking like eighteen or twenty credit hours, like there's a lot of work to do. Which means if I'm stealing all that shit. I'm still doing a lot of work to steal all that shit. Well, I, they're they're on like they're on like the one college vibe where like it's only two <laughs> tests. That's what it is, and it's just a bunch of readings in between. Yeah, and you know they steal the answers to all the tests, so they're not going to go to class. The only cl- time they go to class is again for him the to steal. go hit hit on the hit on the girl and the hit on the girl. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then so as they go in, basically to to steal the answer for the first test, he unknowingly takes. Ethan's seat uh, next to Angela. And this is where Dave meets Angela. They're a little meat cute. And uh, Ethan is incensed. He's enraged. Um, fully freaked the fuck out. And uh, Dave leaves a note with his name, Dave Goodman, and his phone number. Um, test ends. Angela doesn't take it, which is very funny to me. Uh, <laughs> like, it all could have just ended there. Yeah, but you know she wasn't that interested. She, she, she was. Her interest at that time was just school. Yeah, she's taking a and test, brother. Successful. She was taking um, a test. Also, she was like, she cared a lot about school. She was like, she, I mean, she volunteers like seven things. Yeah, like she's she was on a girl ball shit there. Um, yeah. and then Ethan goes over to like sniff farts out of her chair and like steal hair to make his hair doll, and sees the note that was left behind, and then somehow. But just that bit of information extracts all of this stuff about how Jason Siegel wants to be a lawyer and Jeff wants to be a financial guy and finds their dorm and like seeks them out and knows that they're cheating. The, the, the fact that he knew that he was also cheating is also like what part of it. But I think I think a part of it was also seeing them out to eat afterwards. I think that was like the other yeah. thing where he noticed them and he realized that the guy wasn't. It, like in crutches so yeah. then he put two and two together that they were cheating but i was like also thinking like that isn't proof exactly like a and, phone number on a like even if he's not in the class i guess maybe that's damning but it's not proving that he was like cheating or anything like that yeah i'm just like why didn't they just beat the shit out of him again this is one of those things in a movie where it just shit just happened like this is like the whole issue with the movie is like the pacing of this is terrible so like you immediately like get introduced to these characters and then all of a sudden like it was like 
bam, this other guy already knows everything about these characters too. Boom. Yeah. And then Boom, let's go. Let's start it off. And then, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it, it just it gets out of hand really quick. Um, and then uh, <laughs> they're going through, and basically Ethan starts to blackmail them. And he's like, look, you got to get me Angela. And Dave already likes Angela, but he says, fuck it. Fuck Angela. I don't care. Like, we'll help you. Um, and he, it's... That's another thing about this movie is he... Dave is like, oh, like, I already, I'm really into this chick already. And he all he did was just, like, whisper to her, like, hey, here's my phone number. Like, yeah, you should let's call hang me. out sometime. And then he immediately also, like, knows her schedule and knows where her dorm is. Like, yeah. How do you find quickly. this info? They're just schemers, I guess. But And then... They uh they start to steal all all her shit, start putting together a dossier and try and figure out a way for them to like get info on her so that Ethan will like her. And this is when Jeff breaks into the room where Donna's just like jaying off and like doors unlocked, psychotic move. And then doing it in not even in her bedroom. She's doing it in the living the room. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like the the ruse is that she has notes of his and then she says don't touch anything, and but then lets him go into her room. Crazy. Yeah, she's um, like, not. First of all, lets a stranger into someone else's room, <laughs> someone she's never met, and then proceeds to just lay there and masturbate instead of like anything. I don't know, protecting her stuff or even confront. Like, like I, I was also that was a psycho move. I didn't understand any the, of that. Any of it. It was also again. A completely unnecessary because the punchline of that was just he walks in on her orgasming. Yeah. And that's it. The, that's it. Yeah. I'm pretty and it wasn't even that funny. It was just like she just like <laughs> comes. Like the joke was that like that girls come, I think. What? Was that well, she it? also she also like shows the vibrator. She she like points with it. That's a yeah. that's a good bit. You're like, oh it's well, like a penis. Yeah. Um and so then in order to get more information. Uh, <laughs> Devin Sawa decides that he's going to go visit her parents because she's a local girl. While she lives in the dorm, she lives nearby. Her parents do. And so he pretends to be like from the Census Bureau and he shows up and her parents are both drunk. So they like let him Middle in. Middle of the day, wasted. Oh, he, dude, dad was fucked. <laughs> he was fully sauced. And then uh, the dad like walks away to like go get like a bunch of paperwork. And then the mom is like, oh, I like decoupage and I like scrapbooking and like sucking cock <laughs> classic just teen sex comedy and then uh, she just proceeds to apparently give Demisawa the wildest sucking tin in the world yeah just um, um good for well, him for it I mean know? yeah good for him you know you, you get that nut brother behind the bar on the couch was, all over it was yeah and then wild move best gag afterwards the dad giving a little kiss to the mom and then he's like and he like <laughs> taste it yeah very funny but like and we said before why the fuck would he do this yeah he was Insane. also already at this point supposed to be interested in her so like i would like the fact that he allowed it is just like insane yeah. move on his part and again it's something that is actually like a terrible way to start a relationship um and it's also never one of those things that i'm like this is a terrible thing that should be acknowledged or discussed this relationship will end the first time he goes over for dinner yeah and like (laughs) 
they, it's also not mentioned at another part of this thing. Like, I feel like that would have been something funny to bring up later. Well, but. well, it's it's brought up later. Uh, where, and it felt like a very a very forced uh line of dialogue where she's just like, "Yeah, I hate my stepmom. My real mom lives in St. Louis." And then he's just like, "Oh, thank God." Oh, I don't remember that. It, okay, it's, that makes it's sense. like a throwaway line. So it's like, okay, so it's not her real mom; it's her stepmom. Okay, so they did acknowledge it in the sense of like. Okay, so they 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 kind of gave him a pass there. Still not better. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um. So then, as the movie fucking goes at a hundred miles an hour, um, uh, Angela volunteers at a hospital. They say, Ethan, go volunteer with her. Plant the seed that you have a girlfriend because you know if you have a girlfriend, then you're not available. So then she'll like you. And this ends with, <laughs> um, Jason Schwartzman's character giving a sponge bath to an old lady with big tits. An old whore. An old, the old whore. whore. The old whore <laughs> told me to. <laughs> Such a good scene. It actually I mean, is really funny. I mean, it's a crime, right? Well, she was asking for it. I mean, she that dirty old whore was asking for it. <laughs> as he does say. But yes, he that's why he got kicked out of the hospital. <laughs> like how he wasn't arrested. Um, I don't I like know. Like when he's telling the story afterwards and then they walk in on me sucking on her nipple. <laughs> And, like, that wasn't even happening. I know. It just goes to show Ethan is just a psycho. Or bad writing. Who knows? Um, <laughs> as I watched it the second time this morning, I was thinking, like, was that supposed to be that Ethan's a liar? Or was that literally just bad writing? Did they? Lo- I thought it was supposed to be Ethan's a liar. Me too. But there's so much ADR in this movie um, where, like, they overdubbed lines, like, constantly. Oh, so much. Ev- like, every other line. They, there must have been like it must have been a very very wild movie that they had to yeah. cut a lot out of because I think that like what the reason why there's like so many things of like confusing aspects is I think that I bet there was more flashbacks at one point like you know <laughs> I can't imagine and then like and I think that there was like probably way more like aggressively like sex jokes that like had to be cut and redubbed oh, yeah. like that's probably like like they probably let them cook too much. Yeah, I think they probably let Jason Schwartz and just be a fucking weirdo. Yeah, and, and Jason Segel redo... just say terrible things. Yeah, they had to just redo their lines all the time. But uh, so a bunch of bunch of shit happens. Um, where then like Ethan becomes a good guy kinda, and he like kind of tells the truth to Angela, and then Angela hates Devin Sawa's character, and and then she's like helping take care of Ethan because he gets hit in the face with a frisbee. It's really funny. Um. I'm like, girl, this is how you end up getting chopped up and fucking, like, in a bunch of bags in somebody's <laughs> freezer. She is way too nice. Yeah, she's, that's, I think that's, like, her character. She was, that's what her character was. She, like. Her character's an idiot. Um, If you walk in and you see this guy sponging down that old lady in the hospital, there's no pass. There's no, she, like. He was confused. He was trying to, <laughs> she thought he was trying to help out. So bad. Um, but then Damon Sawa's character sees a sign in the form of another music montage to the song I Saw the Sign. And this sucks hard. What was... Whereas, like, the acapella was like, oh, I yeah. saw the sign. And he's just, like, walking around and, like, having an epiphany. And then he, like... Wa- and then the song ends, and then the next scene is him in the room with the guys, and he's like, I saw a sign. And it's just... Yeah. So ham-fisted. Um, 
Then what was the sign? There was no sign. He just decided that he was going to tell the truth. Oh. Yeah. I saw the sign. It's a good song, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounded the, good. Uh, the acapella version kind of hit, too. It did hit with the drum. Yeah. It was and they had like, the weird singing. Yeah, it was kind of hard. But, yeah. um, the, like, so he decides, all right, guys, I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell her. I'm going to tell everything. I'm going I'm to I'm let Ethan blow this whole thing up. And the other two guys are like, don't fucking do that, man. <laughs> You're going to ruin our lives if you do this. See, I think he's I okay, so like you're on the school of thought that he shouldn't be doing that. I'm kind of on the school of thought that like he did the right thing. He's not thinking he's not thinking about the boys. He's not thinking about the boys, but he's thinking about truth and love, and I think that that's like the a great lesson. That 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 doesn't supersede the boys. Because yeah, truth and love. Jason Siegel has a life plan to be a lawyer. The other guy has a life plan to go work at this like investment firm and they have their life plan set. This fucking guy has no life plan. He's his just life, horny. His life plan is to be with Angela. That's what he decided. No, That's his, what the end of the movie is about. His cock plan is that. He doesn't have a life plan. He fucked he face fucked her mom. No. <laughs> he could have any girl he wants because he was really good at lying and manipulating girls to sleep with him. <laughs> So okay, I guess. So then, so, so for the first time, he actually found the girl that he wants to tell the truth to. Well, then, so the most crazy part, uh, they they literally say, "Don't do this," and he goes, "Okay, I'm doing it," and then leaves to do it. Like he doesn't, he doesn't even really apologize. Kind of like it was very sort of like whatever. I'm going. So he goes, busts in the classroom during the final. Like you could just you could just do this later, but fine. Um, they make a scene of it, and then and then the two fucking guys come in. And they and they like you know like yeah because he he starts confessing Ethan shows up the TA is getting mad um and then uh she's like is this true are you telling the truth and then that's when Jason Siegel and the other guy come in and they say yes it's true um and they just I guess decide to fucking destroy their own lives except so they can they fuck. tell her it's true. The TA is really not listening to the whole thing because not he then makes blames Ethan on cheating for cheating and the boys yes. are fine. I also, I thought that was silly. Like I thought like they literally like still there was really no damning evidence that they were cheaters. None. Besides a one guy who just got caught for cheating maybe saying it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then they get then they get their whole thing ruined. Um I mean, I guess the biggest thing is that, like, Jason Siegel doesn't have a broken tibia. And then they yeah. be like, well, what's all this? And then it, and it all unravels. But if you're good enough liars, you should but be able to, like, get around But maybe he out of school for, for, uh, for making out with a chick in the middle of a classroom. Maybe. Maybe that's what it um, so. But also, during this scene, they show, they explain to Angela how Ethan's a psychopath and has a shrine to her. And this is one of my favorite, my favorite parts of the whole movie, right here at the end. They pull out the Polaroid picture that was taken. They hand it to her. She goes, what the hell? What is this? And then it cuts to show us the, the Polaroid photograph. That's moving. And it's just, it's just the scene. It's just the clip that we were seeing previously in the movie that is just a moving picture. Yeah. <laughs> what Mo- the fuck? Movie's a, movie's a full-blown whack job of a film. <laughs> Yo, whoever edited this sucks. 
There's um, also that line when she's saying like, "What is this?" is eighty yard, and you can yeah. see her mouth like not moving, and then like a full <laughs> sentence come out. It rules. Um, yeah. Then the, the movie ends with them getting kicked out of school, and then, but then they can just print out diplomas. So yeah. I was thinking about this: is a diploma all that's needed? Like how? How do I prove that I went to college <laughs> when I well, get a new job later? Do they even look that up? Do you think they just trust me with that? Oh, they definitely. I mean, it really depends, I think. So, I mean, like, for me. I mean, obviously, um, if I try to join the CIA. <laughs> but, I mean, for, like, for me, for instance. So, like, I've, I went to college, and then I, I worked at this museum that I work at for the last, like, six years. If I were to go somewhere else, they'll probably just call this museum. They're not going to call my colleges. Um, but, like, for you as a teacher, I feel like they might. So I think it depends on, like, yeah, your career. Yeah, maybe, like, the teaching credential or whatever. But, yeah, it's, I mean, it's like very much a half-baked plan. Like, especially if Jason Segel wants to be a lawyer. Like, good luck, brother. But, um, I'm, I'm yeah, well, my... yeah, they would definitely look that up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a few lines in this movie that are just, like, they hit so hard. Um. In the when they're in Lenny's diner and they're uh they're talking and it was like right before Ethan walks up, it's like you could barely hear the line being said. Uh Jason Siegel says to the redhead guy, You go through more tissues than a widow. In reference to him jerking off a lot. That's that is a good one. Yeah. It hits so hard. He like whispers it kinda. Um and then at one point Ethan says to Dave you're smart. I like you. I'm probably going to give you a nickname. And then just shuts the door. <laughs> and <laughs> an hour later, when they're in an argument, he says, I did have a nickname. And you know what? It was Laser. <laughs> <laughs> he, was a, he was a funny character. Uh, and here is my favorite line from the whole movie. The guy that I like is your friend, Dave. Dave! Yeah, fudge. I'm so crazy about it. And I Dave, fudge. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and uh, oh, and the 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 one last bit of the movie that we hadn't talked about, the wildly racist Japanese scene. Oh yes. <laughs> I, I forgot about that. It just randomly just comes in. And then it's like, he's, yes. I was like, this is horrible. Like, this is actually, like, very racist. Yeah, basically, like, Jason Siegel's character needs to pass his Japanese class. So they fake a uh, fire in the building, and everyone's running out of the classroom. And the professor, it's, this is narrated with, like, a racist, like, Japanese voice. Um, being like, I, I'm not going to do it. I was about to do it. Um <laughs> <laughs> but just just being like uh like oh oh you're so brave for staying here i'm gonna i'm a pussy sorry and then runs out and like he passes the class because he sacrificed himself in the fire he he basically he was able to have more time maybe he was looking at the round at the other exams or something i don't know he, they didn't explain it enough but it basically just goes black and white it looks like a godzilla movie and then like he just talks in a horrible japanese voice it's good okay i i have to go pee really badly <laughs> P
pee break. Should, I, should we do it? Should I re- do it on rec- on record on the pod? Oh yeah, if you can bring everything oh. with you. Ugh. I think I have to switch microphones though. Nah, don't worry about it. Is it? How's that? I think it's good. Yeah, yeah, bring it along. All right, so then let's hit the pros and cons list on this on this shit. Um, what what do you got off top right now? What do you got? Pros, pros cons? Yeah. Of it being punk. Yeah. Well, um, one 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 pro <laughs> is that um, I think that these characters are kind of like okay so i know we kind of went over like them like being like punk or whatever yeah but like they're not normies you know what i mean very true like they're like cool guys who are obscure weirdos and i think that like that's kind of kind of punk because you know how like i don't know like american pie those guys were just like very much normies you know what i mean versus these characters are are a little bit weird. Yeah, like like Jason Siegel and Demon Sawa's character are definitely they, they they could mingle in normie crowds, but they'd be like but they were too like eccentric and strange. Hell yeah. Um so yeah, they definitely fit that bill. Also, I mean, in general, the movie is anti-authoritarian. Like they just they hate their teachers. They don't give a fuck about like the people in charge. Yeah, it, that's that's what like okay. So that was also kind of what I was trying to get off. Like that's like what I mean by they're like weirdo guys that like one they kind of do their own thing. They're not as interested in the college uh, experience as much as maybe like other like as in like normal people are. They're just like into being bros i guess and also just being like against all forms of authority for the most part they're just down to vibe they are um so then the movie itself is also anti-incel which i know last week you were trying to say incels are cool and all but um uh, incels are not punk and so being anti-incel i think is pretty pretty hard okay so i do have an argument that they are kind of punk in the sense (laughs) that like First of all, they they suck. I think that like the character of Ethan does suck. However, they he does write a really cool song at the end. <laughs> he does, but like the it, it it is it is a very fuck incel movie. I actually have that like written down in my notes. Like this is a this is a this is a fuck incel movie, <laughs> and and um it it gives applause to not normal people, but like to the punks in general. My favorite part of this right now is just watching you trying to get back into bed. With it's kind of a hassle because my leg situation, but yeah, I think I, I can go this way. Yeah, I'll vamp a bit while you uh while you get this situated. Um, cons. Uh, so I have on here so cheating. I think cheating in general can be punk, but I think in the situations in which they cheat in this movie, um, on. On the overall spectrum, it is not very punk. How is it not very punk? So I don't. They know. get free food from corporations is one way things that they do. You know, for like they go into Lenny's with the yes. with the okay, birthday. That, that is good. That yeah. is good. So that's different. That's scamming. They're not cheating. Cheating. I'm talking about like on the tests. Like in like the main crux of the movie is is cheating your way through college. What's which, wrong with that? That seems pretty punk. 
I, I just don't think it's it seems pointless. Like you're paying all this money to go there, and then you're gonna leave with a degree and not know how to do anything. And then if you get a job, it'll like get fired because you don't know what I you're think doing. This movie kind of had a lot of truths inside of it, and one of the truths was like college doesn't mean shit. Like college is pointless. Uh, it doesn't <laughs> matter. You can pretty much do whatever you want afterwards. Um, well, we don't even... really get to see what they do afterwards. Well, no, I... you. They get told at the end. It says they talk about it for a second. You know, they say what? that he gets. I think he gets a job as a lawyer. Then he's with Angela still, and he's never been happier. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's never been happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um. Yeah, and so yeah, the the it, it it's. It kind of had a very modern view of college. Like everyone now, people pretty much know now that like college, like, is a scam, bro. Is a scam. You know what I mean? Like a, pretty much people extent. are like on that. And this show was just basically like, or movie, pretty much just said that they were like, yeah, it's all it's all bullshit. All you really do is attempt to get some like bullshit degree, um, and just take classes, and you know. But in reality, the real the real education is. Uh, the chicks you meet along the way. <laughs> I just so I, I just think that the like his whole main storyline, Dave's, is just sucks because he just like doesn't have an end goal. Like there's no goal. Like he's more like he's more of just spiraling in like like narcissism and like apathy. Um, and yes, not and then no real forethought or care other than like a chick. Well, okay, no, he only cared about himself, and then he switched to only caring about a girl. It's a it's a movie about how it's not know, punk. Um, romance is punk. Romance is not punk. Romance is punk. No, it's not. Yeah, you gotta, you know, We're, you know, we might have to do a whole episode on it, but it's giving not. give giving it all for the for the for the lady. I think that's pretty. <laughs> I think it's a pretty punk rock thing. You know, also, having no no care outside of life except for some girl. I mean, I've said it a lot where I think this movie comes from a very self-centered standpoint and not a very community-driven standpoint. Okay, that I can hear that out. It definitely is very selfish and... Uh... Like there's no care for the greater good here. There's no care for the, for even the smaller good, like the bros. He throws he throws it all away without their consideration. Yeah, but then like it also is like the main bad character that is also extremely selfish, who like manipulates oh, exactly. for his own. So I think everybody what, is evil. Yes, I think, but I really do think that the the attempted moral of the film was that it was like about one character trying to do something that was actually not about himself for once. Yeah, um, like but it is message. funny because you do point out that he, it, the way he does that is by betraying his it's, friends yeah, and forcing his friends to also uh, not be selfish, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, that, not so much forces friends to not be selfish, but he, he forces his friends to do like, a situation they don't want to be in. So yeah, like the main crux yeah. of the movie is to tell the truth. Um, and that truth is better. And I guess you say at the end, they say like the whole fluffiness of like, they're all happy. Um, which who knows how true that is. But um, in general, 
I think a lot of the characters, some of the characters exhibit some punk traits. Uh, I was really hoping for like some good, like actual punk things to come of this movie. I thought there would be more. I like, I remember this movie being a little more wackier than not like not wackier, but I thought, I thought there would be more, I thought there was more schemes. There's definitely not as many schemes as you would want there to be. No, I would, I, if I were to, have this movie again i would say drop all the romance and just have a movie about people like stealing their way through college yeah show me every test like all i mean yeah and like make the ta the bad guy yeah um even the soundtrack there's really there's no like punk songs or anything in the background Mm -hmm. it's all just kind of like weird like random things yeah um definitely i the, the movie could have had a lot of acknowledgement to punk like for example, Road Trip has a little bit more acknowledgement to to punk. Like at least like the main character, he like has like a super. Ch- I know we keep comparing Road Trip because we just <laughs> both watch Road Trip as Good if movie. like I keep using it as if Road Trip is like this like pinnacle <laughs> like film. Hey, it kind of is. Um. Anyway, they. I mean, yeah, they they the guys aren't punks at all. Like the only they're they have like a punk aspect to them, but they didn't go into that and they should have like they the opportunity was to make them punk it was rockers there, and they just and they let it go they let they didn't they didn't do it they let it go um i will also say robert roger ebert um his critique of the movie is that it was quote a dirty movie not a sexy erotic steamy or even smutty movie. just That's, dirty yeah that is true like even yeah Everything that was like related to sex in the movie was gross. Yeah, like it wasn't fun. Like you're not you're not getting a boner at any point in this movie. Even and as like a horned up little kid, the most unnecessary like sex scene. Like I was so bored watching oh, that. I forgot about that. Like, it was they, long and like they're in the pool and they get out of the pool together. Like it's like I'm like I don't want. No one wants to watch this. Yeah. No. There there was so much. There's so many montages. Yeah. So many montages. You know what? It's a it's a bad movie. It's not good. It's not good. Jason Schwartzman kind of is the only good thing from this film. You know, you know why I think we watch it so often on Comedy Central as kids? Why? This movie works so good in between commercial breaks. Because you could pop in and then there's like a 30-minute chunk of just like wacky dick joke and then like commercial hits, and then you might wander away and forget what's happening. So like those segments stick in my head. Like the clips of this movie hit. If you saw, yeah. And if you saw the most, if you saw the first 20 minutes, you could also just watch the last 20 minutes and it would, there wouldn't be much confusion. No, you're good. You're, you're pretty much chilling. Um, yeah. So yeah, I gotta say it. I don't think it's very punk. It's not punk. It's not as punk as accepted. Oh God, no! God, no! Except it's so much more punk. I mean, teams... I mean, so it has aspects of it. Like it's that's actually really funny because it actually is a more like grittier movie. <laughs> well, I think it's gritty because it's not done well, and I it's, don't. Yeah, think it's, it's from like a punk standpoint. Yeah it it feels it feels dirtier than accepted. Like accepted is a very like clean movie. It kind of makes you feel nice versus you watch Slackers and you're kind of like kind of confused and kind of a little <laughs> bit grossed out um and i kind of give it that respect like that's i guess that's a little bit punk but besides that it's not very punk 
Yeah, the um so I looked up the editor of this movie. Her name is Tara Timpone or Timpone or something. And I'm just looking up the other things that she's worked on as a film editor because like she did not do a good job on this. No. Um dude, she also edited Orange County in the same year that this came out, two thousand two. Orange County may be a little bit chaotic too. Yeah, then maybe we had to rewatch that. Okay. I mean, teen sex I love comedies County, are though. so good. We got. I we... I rewatch Orange County regularly, so, um, I think that's fine. Well, I I I have things. I I have one last thing to say. Oh, one last thing. Okay, sorry. I, almost, I, I, almost... I have this in my notes, and I really want to like talk about it. I know. I know you maybe not. Anyway, hey, I'm down. sex sex comedies, sex. Yeah, that's what we're calling these, right? Sex. Yeah, teen sex comedies. Teen sex comedies are rom-coms for 19-year-old boys. Yeah. Uh, Which is where I think both of our brains are stuck. Yeah. I, like, yeah. So, like, girls watch, like, rom-coms, and they have a guy sweeping them off their feet. And, like, boys learn about sweeping girls off their feet, but, like, through being, like, a fucking idiot. And like it's all about just be like trying to like do the zaniest thing to get a girl, and like that the zany thing is gonna work eventually. Like I spent most of my childhood watching these movies. Like I watched this when I was way too young, American Pie when I was way too young. Like all these movies when I was like a little kid. Um, and then like so much of my life not actually understanding how to talk to girls or like why girls didn't like me back or anything like that and just being like perpetually confused until I watched 500 Days of Summer and then I realized I was the bad guy. <laughs> it's really cool that you saw that movie because I also argue for that movie. Like you, It's a see, great movie. Like, okay, so like, this is such an off, again, off topic, but yeah. like 500 Days of Summer got a lot of shit because people thought that like it was a pro incel movie yeah. when in reality it makes him look dumb like he looks dumb the like during the movie and that's the point of the movie like the, yeah. the point of the movie is like you can't expect a girl to like you back just because you like them like that's the yeah literal lesson of the film just because you like the smiths doesn't mean that a girl likes you yeah, like, and he thought he was all cool because, yeah, anyway, I think that that's a good movie and it has a good lesson and people misread it because they thought that, like, he was supposed to be a good guy. Yeah, but, I think it really just went over people's heads in a weird way. Unless like, you were an incel and you saw it and you thought to yourself, oh, okay, I'm an idiot. Yeah, which I, <laughs> it, yeah, that, that movie works perfectly if you are, like, a straight, like, cishet guy who has kissed maybe two girls at that point of watching that movie and then like had like weird insecurities about yourself. That movie hits. <laughs> <laughs> and then you turn into, um, I don't know, normal guy ish. Maybe who knows? Just call yourself normal. Yeah. All right. Uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>